I don't know what to do for a cold open. I don't really know either. Currently, I'm just a whiny baby today. Hey, you know what? No better <laughs> albums to be a whiny baby about. So, Very true. Like, let's be honest. These are possibly her most depressing They're albums. So depressing. But they are also the albums that release the most serotonin for the two of us. They're so, so beautiful. <laughs> I love these albums. And they both dropped at the most depressing points of my entire life. I was going through it when both these dropped. And I was like, perfect. Taylor knows my mood. Let's go. Sad vibes all the time. Great. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Gwen. And we're Teen Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today we are wrapping up our coverage of Taylor's albums by talking about folk Taylor. <gasps> yes. So today we're going to talk about folklore and we're going to talk about Evermore, the sister albums. Uh, oh. And then next time we're going to do a little wrap up of Taylor. We're going to talk about track five. We're going to talk about some of the narrative arcs that she has throughout her uh, throughout her career, that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But today, folk Taylor. So I love it. Let's jump right into it. <laughs> let's do it, y'all. Okay, we are starting off with the older sister of the sister albums, Miss Folklore. She was released July 24th, 2020, and it was a surprise album. Literally, she did no publicity for it. Nobody knew it was coming until Taylor dropped it. And let me tell you, that was a crazy-ass day. It was all over my Instagram feed that Taylor Swift had dropped a folk album. Mm -hmm. And even as someone who was not a Swiftie, and so I was not within the Taylor Swift fan community when mm -hmm. this album dropped, I was fully aware that Taylor had yeah. dropped a surprise album because everyone on Twitter was freaking out about it. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh fascinating and that was like the first <laughs> folklore was the first little like seed that was planted in my mind Ooh. of like hmm maybe maybe taylor swift could be a vibe Ooh, <laughs> i freaking love that for you oh my god <laughs> yes so folklore came after the fallout of the covid19 pandemic in early 2020 you know we were all super depressed because she had to cancel her planned six-concert tour, Loverfest. It was supposed to be like a super glitter ball, happy old time. And we all had a quarantine. And during Taylor's quarantine, she conceived folklore as a collection of songs and stories that flowed like a stream of consciousness right out of her imagination. And it was a collaborative album. It was virtually collaborative. So she did it with producers Aaron Dessner and Jack Antonoff. Virtually, she recorded in her vocals at a home studio she built in her bedroom in Los Angeles. And then Dessner and Antonoff worked from Hudson Valley and New York City, respectively. Um, so they're in different spots the whole time the album was produced. The only time they came together to play it was at the Grammy Awards. And then they did... Um, the long pond studio se session of folklore where they like sat together around the fire they talked about like the conceiving of this album it was very cool i love that special it's on disney plus i can't recommend it enough mm -hmm. can we also um, just talk about how like beautiful it is that the first time that these people were in a room playing any of this music together was for the Grammys at which their album mm -hmm. that they had conceived and produced completely virtually was nominated for album of the year and then won. Oh, like it gives me frigid. I would have I would have cried so aggressively if I was one of those people. 
<laughs> oh, it's so beautiful. I loved watching their Grammy performance. It was out of this world, freaking amazing. Um, and I think it's because, you know, she was departing from the mainly upbeat pop production of her previous albums. So, like, the last episode we talked about Pop Taylor. Um, folklore is not that. <laughs> it consists of mellow ballads driven by neoclassical instruments pursuing indie folk, alt-rock, and electro-acoustic styles. Um, it was influenced by loneliness during the quarantine, so the whole album is, like, freaking depressing as hell. Mm -hmm. You could probably still, like, call it pop. Like, yeah. it's, its music will still be, and the album itself will still be, like put up against pop albums in mm -hmm. terms of like you know for award nominations and stuff like that and evermore yeah. was the same way but mm -hmm. this is not a pop taylor sound this is something no. completely different from the mm -hmm. pop star that taylor had established herself to be yep very very different um but it received widespread critical acclaim, centering on its emotional weight, poetic lyricism, and relaxed pace. Uh, critics found its introspective essence timely for the pandemic and regarded its sound as a bold reinvention of Swift's artistry, mm -hmm. which I agree. Like, I remember yeah. listening to this album and the one came on and I was like, oh, this is different. Mm -hmm. This is very new and I'm a really big fan of it. Mm -hmm. And it's wild to me like we always talk about and taylor herself has talked about how evermore and folklore are sister albums mm -hmm. and we'll talk a little bit about what evermore sounds like and the way that it exists when we get there but it's wild to me how starkly different folklore is even from evermore like mm -hmm. evermore is almost like a gentle returning to a little more of what we expect from taylor folklore yep. is like very very staunchly different yep. from everything else she produces mm -hmm. i totally agree um with awards and nominations folklore broke the guinness world record for the biggest opening day on spotify for an album by a female act mm -hmm. it received five grammy nominations and one album of the year she became the first woman to win album of the year three times and fourth overall person to win album of the year three times which is freaking cool as hell uh 2020 american music awards she won artist of the year favorite pop rock female artist and favorite music video for cardigan great music video i love the music video i don't think i've ever actually watched that music video it's so pretty I'm, and I, dreamy i'm not a music video person yeah because it, it we I think we talked about this a little bit when we talked about Red, because mm -hmm. uh, I talked about not really liking the short film of mm -hmm. All Too Well because it just clogged up my brain. It's yeah. like, I, I can't watch a video unfold and also listen to and connect with the song. Yeah. I need to just have the song or just have the visuals <laughs> and the two can't go together. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel that because I'm like, I need to be selfish and make my own personal connection to the song mm -hmm. before I watch a music video. Then it's okay, but like, I can't do music video first. Otherwise, I'm like, I need me to be the central focus. Well, I guess I know what I'm watching when we're done recording this tonight. Yes, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> uh, Folklore has 16 tracks, and then Folklore Deluxe included the song The Lakes, which is literally one of my favorite songs on that album. I'm so miffed that the original version didn't 
include it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine my life without The Lakes at this point. Y'all don't understand. The Lakes is an incredibly depressing-ass song, and Alyssa, literally to my face one day, told me that she thought she might like to walk down the aisle to The Lakes. And I was like, Alyssa, that song is not romantic. And it she- kind of is, though. You're, it's you and your lover going away, ripping yourselves away from society, and all the vultures want to take you down, and you're just you're by The Lakes, but you're loved and it's depressing because you're not in society anymore but it's fulfilling because all you need is that person so i was like that's kind of romantic but in a really depressing melancholic way i it's just not the it's not the vibe for a wedding like no there's there's a difference between romanticism and romantic okay that this is fair well then i very quickly switched my pace to invisible string and i think i've got my boyfriend to agreed to at least potentially doing that as a first dance song i don't know how he'd feel about walking down the aisle to it but you know that's a future discussion i'll take what i can get for right now continuing on this tangent i saw on tiktok there was this person who was like the perfect taylor swift wedding day playlist and someone said like the walk back up the aisle after you get married is paper rings and i was like that sounds amazing like to have the first kiss and as soon as your lips touch the dj presses play on (gasps) paper rings oh my god can you imagine that would literally be amazing would be iconic anyway folklore (laughs) folklore okay so singles there are only three singles because you know she fucking dropped it out of thin air (laughs) um so it's cardigan was obviously the lead single and then there's betty and exile that are also singles i guess Mm-hmm. Um, favorite songs? Oh, sorry. Fun fact, uh, the only one of these songs that I had heard before I went out of my way to listen to the actual album was Exile. Really? Yeah, Exile's the only one I ever heard on the radio. I had never That's heard Cardigan so or Betty before. I've heard Cardigan on the radio before, but I never heard the other two, but, like, that's so interesting. I love that. <laughs> freaking, freaking love this favorite songs for this album it's hard for me to choose because this is a no skip album for me i can like shuffle actually this album because i don't care the order they're in usually if i'm listening just casually i'm like oh i fucking love them all i prefer listening in order but um but i have to go with my trifecta which is mirrorball seven and august six seven eight on the album like right in a row Hmm. I love it. I love those songs. And then honorable mentions for me are The One, The Lakes, and My Tears Ricochet, and also um, Invisible String. Mm-hmm. So That's my, a beautiful song. My top three would be The Last Great American Dynasty, Invisible String, and Betty, with honorable mentions to Mad Woman and August. The Lakes is also beautiful, but just not... It's not quite my vibe, and I yeah. think the one might make it to my honorable mentions as well. Very good. I, like, romanticized the literal fuck out of the one, because it timed perfectly with my breakup with my <laughs> ex, where I was like, oh man, I wonder what would have happened if we'd stay together. Mm-hmm. And then I got to find out that, you know, several months later, and then break up with him again. Mm-hmm. You know, the way you do. So, never mind. The one doesn't work out. 
I already talked about this, but I really loved um, her poetic lyrics and her folky vibes. I used to really hate poetry, but now I write poetry all the time, which I find ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this album sort of inspired that because I love her like descriptive, artistic lyrics. I love folk as like a genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and this album really spoke to me in every way possible. I was going through a breakup, like I said, at the beginning of the summer. Um, and listening to the one on repeat, but also this album dropped, like, right when I was dealing with some really hard family things, and we were going through really difficult things going on, um, and so this was the perfect album to go on walks with and long hikes with, and it was soothing, like, my sad soul, um, it was a lot of changes going on in my life, lots of sad things, and it's exactly what I needed at that time. It's a no-skip album, and I will forever love folklore more than anything else in this world. Forever my fave. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, now it's my turn to make everyone hate me. <laughs> so, controversial opinion, Folklore might be my least favorite album. Like, I, I know in my heart of hearts that that probably isn't true, and that actually it's probably, like, Red is my least yeah. favorite. Um, but this album really freaking depresses me, man. It's depressing as fuck. Like, I have to be, I have to be in exactly the right mood. I have to be in a good mood to listen to this album. Um, and the thing is, though, it's, I say that as the album, the full album itself. Every single one of the songs on this album is a masterpiece. Every Mm -hmm. single one of the songs on this album, I absolutely adore. But the album in full is so sad and upsetting. (laughs) And I just, I I can't. It's too controlled for me. I need Mm. more mess from it. It's part of why Betty is one of my favorites and Last Great American Dynasty are like my two favorite songs on that album are because they're the messiest songs. And they're like the most upbeat, I would say, of this album. Like, Mm -hmm. they're what I consider... Um, oh, I guess I consider, well, Invisible String is, like, upbeat in, like, tone and messaging, not mm-hmm. exactly, like, musically, but, like, yeah, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> like, any other Taylor album, I could put it on and be like, okay, there are going to be some songs that are going to hurt me, that are going to be really sad, but mm-hmm. then they will be balanced out by m- more upbeat bops, and this mm-hmm. album isn't like that. This album is a depression album, <laughs> and uh, it it's, like a really deep depression album. It's not the kind of, like, sad music that I listen to when I want to cry. It's the kind of music that makes me feel awful. And so I can do one song at a time, or I can do, like, just my favorite, like, five or six songs and be totally Mm -hmm. chill, but I cannot listen to the full album. It's a lot. And... I like to toss up my Enneagram, like, type 4-ness as the reason why I love this album so much, because I love just sitting and thinking with it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, I feel so melancholic. I'm gonna pop on folklore and really reflect on my feelings and reflect on my thoughts. It's really funny that you bring up Enneagram types, because I'm a type 9, which are the peacemakers. And so to have an album that is entirely about conflict and not being able to find peace but still being in love, like that's her, mm-hmm. she literally has a song called the Peace, peace? Where, the oh, tagline eyes, where the tagline is, would it be enough if I could never give you peace? And that's kind of the vibe of that entire album. Yeah. Whereas Evermore, which 
we'll talk about in Mm -hmm. just a few moments is significantly more a resolution of the heartbreak of folklore. Evermore is the piece that you want from the heartbreak of folklore. Mm -hmm. And Evermore comforts me. Evermore is an album that I could pick up no matter what mood I'm in. And it wouldn't make me happy. It wouldn't make me Mm -hmm. sad. It would just make me feel at peace. Yes. And so I think that Peacemaker vibe in me, if we're going to talk about Enneagrams, I can't... My need for peace cannot vibe with folklore. It's just too sad. It's just like it's a bunch of build up to no resolution. Mm -hmm. We're basically stuck at that like that tippy tippy point of like the conflict scale Mm -hmm. or whatever. Which is another reason that Last Great American Dynasty is my favorite song on the album is because you get resolution within that song. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I I am a fan. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Oh, I love it. See, I just... Ugh. This album's just... I don't know how to describe it besides, like, every single rainy day, I pop on folklore. And I go into my sad girl hours, even though I've been, like, relatively happy this past year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, time to sink in to my old sad boy hours. Mm-hmm. And I get, like, really sentimental for that time in my life. And it's, like, allows me to be introspective and be like, wow, look at how much I've evolved since then. This music has kind of been guiding me through all that heartache. And it's mm-hmm. it's nice to go full circle. Yeah. Very cute. <laughs> Those are my last thoughts on folklore. <laughs> Love her. <laughs> all right. Then uh, how about we talk a little bit about Evermore? Yeah. All right. So Evermore was released that same year only five months later on December 11th, 2020. It was another surprise album and Taylor dubbed it Folklore's sister album. (laughs) It continued the alternative folk vibe that she had cultivated in Folklore and it explored love, relationships, infidelity, and grief Mm -hmm. uh, through its track list. It was met with critical acclaim, uh, with critics praising the production quality and the lyrics and even complimenting its compatibility with its predecessor Folklore. Uh, some key quotes that I really just love and want to share, Mm -hmm. uh, are that American songwriter dubbed folklore as the quote, archetypal older sister, a careful yet hopeless romantic and coined evermore as quote, the bold scrappy younger one Mm. and a critic named Hannah Milry. I'm really sorry if I mispronounced that name, but she said that Folklore was a, quote, introspective romantic older sister, while Evermore was a, quote, freewheeling younger sibling. And I love those quotes because they just so perfectly capture the difference between Folklore girlies and Evermore girlies. Like, because you are one or the other. You can love both Mm -hmm. albums, but you are objectively either a Folklore girly or an Evermore girly. And I think that's so funny because I think that the archetypal older sister, careful yet hopeless romantic, introspective romantic older sister, that perfectly captures Alyssa, who is our resident Folklore girly, whereas bold, scrappy, younger one, freewheeling younger sibling, that is me all the way, That is you through and through i was reading this through right before we started and i was like well fuck i already knew that like we were very similar to our respective albums but like that like nails it on the head that's Mm -hmm. exactly it that's exactly the difference between the folklore girlies and the evermore girlies perfectly represented with us Mm -hmm. i love it so awards and nominations for evermore 
Evermore won American Music Awards' favorite pop-slash-rock album and the ARIA Music Awards. Maybe I shouldn't say ARIA. It's A-R-I-A Music Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Best International Artist Award in 2021. So both of those awards in 2021. And was also nominated for Album of the Year at the 2022 Grammys and International Album of the Year at the 2022 Juno Awards. It also, like its its older sister, won a Guinness World Record, uh, this time for the shortest gap between new number one albums on the U.S. Billboard 100, specifically for female artists. And I just think that's real funny. That's hilarious. (laughs) I love it. Look at them go. Uh, The lead single for... This album was Willow, which was uh, widely distributed to pop stations. Uh, Mm. And then Nobody, No Crime was released specifically to country radio stations. And Coney Island was specifically released to adult contemporary stations. So once again, like with Folklore, we had three singles, but they were distributed to different music genre stations. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I love that. The album is 15 tracks and had two bonus tracks on the deluxe edition. And Willow has been re-released three additional so times. Many times. <laughs> Literally so many times. With different mixes. Uh, and I didn't write down what all of them were called, and I wish I had because like a, the, the titles 90s are remix, like a Moonlight Witch remix. Yeah, that was the one, was like the Moonlight Witch <laughs> remix. And I was like, what the heck? I actually kind of like the 90s remix one. That's fun. I think the 90s remix one is the only one that I've actually listened to because Willow is very much not my favorite song yeah. on Evermore. For the lead single, it was mm-hmm. very much not my fave. I used to really like it, but then the other songs like grabbed my attention more and I was like, bye Willow. You were great while it lasted. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't skip it, because it's the first mm-hmm. song yeah. on the album, and my favorite yeah. song ever comes immediately after it, so I'm not going to, like, <laughs> skip it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, I'm going to listen. It gets me into the vibe, also. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's go, Willow. I'm ready to feel my feels, but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. I just don't know why it needed to be <laughs> re-released. So no, many. like, three times. I was like, Taylor, give us the Evermore Long Pond Studio Session instead. <laughs> <laughs> Literally all I want is to hear an acoustic version of Gold Rush. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So uh, favorite songs from this one. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I have the same predicament uh, that you have with folklore <laughs> for this one. Uh, but Champagne Problems, honestly, might be one of my favorite songs of all time Ooh. ever. Good. So Champagne Problems is right up there. Probably my favorite Taylor song. And then Tis the Damn Season is also right up there with it. So those two mm. for sure are my favorite songs on this album. But Dorothea, Marjorie, and Long Story Short are also high mm. on my list. If I had to choose so just good. like, you know, five to talk about mm-hmm. right at this moment. Yes. Yes. It's hard. I really like this album. I also have like no skips. But like Gold Rush was my number one song on Spotify last year. So I got to give her my number one spot because mm-hmm. I had this song i think it's it sums up exactly how i fall in love and i was like this is it it's perfect and then there's ivy um cowboy like me and right where you left me those are my like four faves and then honorable mentions to tolerate it and marjorie for making me cry every single time i hear them mm-hmm. I, thanks for hurting my soul 
I now I don't have any skips on this album. Um, the first, probably for the first year that I was listening to this album, I did have to skip happiness. Oh, um, yeah. Just because trauma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel that. <laughs> like the lyric, there'll be happiness after you, but there was happiness because of you too. Oh. I couldn't handle it. Um, no. And that then too much. I grew, and now yes. it's a no-skip album. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I also, I used to have to skip Marjorie because my grandma died, like, literally right before this album dropped, and I heard Marjorie for the first time, and I sobbed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm skipping this song every single time until I feel like I cannot cry with this song mm-hmm. anymore, or at least only tear up. Yeah. That's a win. <laughs> so Marjorie's, Marjorie's hard, but it's, it's also, a like, song. such it's a beautiful. beautiful song, and has some seriously beautiful life lessons in it. Mm-hmm. Like, every lyric, every life line of that song is just it's oh i don't have the words to describe it i just know it's good it's beautiful <laughs> uh so here's the deal is this is my favorite taylor album no contest i could say that it fluctuates between evermore and lover but that mm. would be a lie evermore <laughs> is my favorite like i am the most like lover yeah but Evermore is my favorite album. It's the first one that I listened to and the entire reason that I am a Swifty. It settles in my heart and my soul like nothing else. And it's reminiscent of my favorite things. Like it makes me feel like I'm sitting on a bench looking over a perfectly still lake. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like the wind shaking the leaves of the trees. Mm-hmm. It's an all the time, year round, any mood album with just the chillest vibes. Yeah. It is her magnum opus, whether she agrees with me or not. True. True. It is a beautiful album. I really love this album. Like, I remember when it came out, it was my last semester of, at college, and it was, like, a very different type of senior year, obviously, because of COVID stuff. So, like, I listened to this album all the time because it, like, really fulfilled my walking in the woods vibes mm-hmm. on campus. It was perfect for like the leaves changing, chilly walks by the bay, feeling sentimental for everything I've lost and all the change going on in my life. So I'm I'm very sentimental towards this album. I think I like folklore just the teensiest more, but I also cannot imagine a world without both albums. Like they are sisters and they complement mm-hmm. each other in every way possible. I could never like, choose for one of them to solely exist on their own because they are both masterpieces in their own right and like i need them paired together forever like i cannot imagine not having one of the albums at this point in my life and i'm like taylor where's woodvale i want the third (laughs) thank you i we we talked about this literally like 10 minutes ago but um something that i adore so much about this album is one that it's like a little more reminiscent of taylor's old vibe like Mm -hmm. this has big reputation and red had a baby yes you know love it um but it's also it's an album about closure Mm -hmm. it's an album about finding peace in yourself like that's the thing is that the songs might be addressing someone else. Mm-hmm. The songs might be 
about someone else. But really, the songs are about you. And the songs mm-hmm. are about finding happiness and peace and closure within yourself. Yeah. And every single song on this album is about that. And about cherishing the things that you have and the things that serve you and letting go of the things that don't. Mm-hmm. And, you know, feeling that regret and feeling that grief and mourning things, but knowing that the past is in the past, they can- it cannot be changed. And so it's not even an album about moving forward. It's an album about sitting still. Yes. And finding contentment in the stillness. Yes. And that's that's what I need, is I need that reminder to sit still. Yeah. I need to think about that more often. I'm really bad at sitting still and just letting things settle. Mm -hmm. I'm always, like, needing to shake things up or, like, making the water ripple instead of having, like, a calm lake. Mm-hmm. I can't, it's, and this album is a good teacher of that. I think it's why I'm becoming more and more a fan of this album is I'm finally like finding closure in all of the heartbreak I had felt when I heard folklore. And now I'm like, oh, I'm entering my Evermore era where I'm feeling peace and like closure for all for that little chapter of my life. Mm-hmm. So it's really beautiful watching that. And like, you know, there's that phrase that's like, you need to stop and smell the roses. Yes. And people use that as, like, a reminder of, like, you know, stopping and, like, taking in what's around you and, like, noticing the little things kind of thing. But that phrase mm-hmm. has never worked for me. No, I don't like that phrase, really. Because I don't want to stop and force myself to find something to make me happy. Mm-hmm. I need to simply be reminded that it's okay to be stagnant for a moment and it's okay to be still. Yes. You know? Yes, that's exactly it. I'm like, I just, I don't want to, like, a complete stop, but I need to be reminded every time that it's okay to slow down. Right, right. But I'm like, I don't want to make a complete stop, and it's like, nah, just slow your pace a little bit. Mm -hmm. Things are are happening, things are going, you just need to calm down. Precisely. It's it's wonderful. I love it. I love both these albums. They're They're both both so so good. beautiful. And it's summer, so it's my folklore time. When the fall comes, I'm going to, like, blast Evermore all the time. See, I... Both of these albums just feel like an all-the-time kind of an album. Uh, Mm -hmm. Folklore, I tend to expressly not listen to during the winter because I'm already in my depression era. But... (laughs) um, (laughs) I could listen to either of these at any time. Both of them fit perfectly in the summer mm-hmm. to me. Both fit, per- both fit perfectly in the fall and in the spring. But in the winter, I can't listen to folklore. If I want folk Taylor, I can only listen to Evermore in the winter. Yeah, folklore is too depressing for the winter. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very sad and I have seasonal depression. I don't need a reminder right. of everything. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I love listening to like August and Seven. Those two songs explicitly, explicitly from folklore remind me of a hot summer night. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and I love those vibes like, so much. Uh, specifically, a hot summer night where you're like lying on the ground on your childhood playground mm-hmm. in a park, and you're like looking up at the sky 
while your best friend is lying on the blanket next to you. Yeah. And neither of you are talking, and you both know that something is coming. Yes. That's exactly it. And you're just staring up at the sky, watching it darken and watching the stars come out. And you feel sticky because this you've been sweating so much and the air is so humid. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're, like, also, like, a little bit content. Like, mm-hmm. I think those songs are... Like, I think that's why they're my two favorite songs off folklore, folklore is, like, they make me sad, but they also make me, like, very, like, nostalgic and sentimental for, like, a different time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the dichotomy between those two feelings. I remember the first time I listened to these albums texting our college friend group chat and <laughs> saying how much I missed, like, coming back to campus in September mm-hmm. and seeing all of you or, like... yeah getting to spend late nights out in out on the green in our college campus or like making mm-hmm. late night Taco Bell runs or stuff yeah. like that because these albums just reek of nostalgia. They really do. All right, so it looks like this is going to be a short one. Yeah, honestly. That's a-okay with me. Editing Gwen's going to be real happy about it being she, a short she's one. Have, <laughs> and you know what this day. You know what this proves, Alyssa? Yeah. This proves that if we just spoke more concisely, our we our episodes wouldn't done. have to be so fucking long. <laughs> I, th- I think it's because these are our favorite albums, I think. It's so much easier to, like, be concise mm-hmm. when you think about these songs all the time and you listen to them so often. Like, I know immediately my opinions on these albums right. and these songs, and I don't have to think super hard. I'm like, oh, I listened to this, like, last week. Yeah. Perfect. It's fresh. <laughs> so uh i guess we'll jump right into zillennial quiz taking then yeah lego all right so uh continuing the trend that we've had where we take quizzes that are like which of the albums that we discussed today are you today we're gonna do a are you folklore or are you evermore quiz I'm so ready. Yeah, I'm, I, I am going to feel so just like, I'm going to have an identity crisis. Yeah. For both of us, if yeah you are not folklore and I am not evermore. Like, yeah, because we literally just read those, like, the critics, like, you know, example of each respective album, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if it's different than that? I'm scared. Who the fuck are we? I'm really I'm so, scared. I'm concerned. <laughs> And I have to force myself to, like, not rig it, because if mm-hmm. it, I get, like, clues in the answers, I'm going to want to, like, lean folklore but I'm going to, like, no, I got to be honest to yourself. Yep. <laughs> Which I don't want to do. I want to rig it for myself. We can do it, Alyssa. I believe in us. We got this. All right, okay, y'all. friends. We'll see you on the other side. We will. Okay. Ooh. Okay. 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 This is a very long description. Okay. Yeah. It's a very long description, but at least I'm not going to have an identity crisis. Oh, same. Yeah. No, I'm good. <laughs> we're, we're solid over here. Okay. So clearly your folklore, I'm evermore. Yes. Do you want to read yours first? <laughs> yes. It's a very long description, you guys. Okay. Have to swallow first. Right. You are folklore. Most of the time you live in your head. You're in the woods and it just keeps going. You're thinking too much. You dwell a lot on the past and your mistakes and things you wish you could have done differently. 
You have some childlike tendencies you just can't let go because adulthood and real life seem so scary. You try your hardest to just get through the day and rely a lot on reassurance. Everyone likes you even though you don't think that. You're down to earth and a really great listener. You're very nostalgic and you bottle up your feelings a lot because you think you can be too much. You're peaceful but when you're mad your silence becomes dangerous and when you finally snap it's overwhelming. Often you feel like you're not good enough no matter how hard you're trying. You can't stop overthinking every single decision you have to make because you feel so lost. But it's okay. Just breathe, okay? I'm proud of you. Your feelings are valid. You are enough as you are. And anyone who doesn't see how much effort you put, especially into things you love, doesn't deserve you. Jesus fucking Christ. Alyssa, you can't see me right now, but my jaw is on the floor because that quote is just read you to filth. I just got called out. That was so aggressive. And it was like a gentle aggression. I was like, holy shit. Every single one, I was like, that's really rude. That's really rude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Should we, should we see if mine reads me just as hard? Mm-hmm. Okay. You're evermore. Your mind changes like the wind. For you, it's impossible to make a decision. Because you're dynamic and selfless, you often tend to lose track. You beat yourself up all the time because you have a feeling you just can't stop doing things wrong. You try to control things that are out of your control, and when you fail, you feel worthless. You just want to give love to the pe- to people and have the best intentions. Approval is very important to you, and when people don't appreciate your help or love, you give yourself a hard time because of that. You feel things very strongly and can't control it, and you think of it as something you should feel guilty about. But that's not true. Just take it slow. Your experiences don't make you a bad person. You deserve someone who appreciates and loves your enthusiasm and passion. Mm -hmm. Your hopefulness is admirable. Your story is worth reading. And your own happiness is important. Don't give yourself away Mm -hmm. to someone who doesn't see your stars the way you see them. Oh my god. Oh my god, you just got reaped. Oh my god. Oh my god, this quiz did not need to go that hard, but it <laughs> did! I'm so glad this is the one we chose! <laughs> oh my god! Jesus Christ! Oh my god! I've never been seen so aggressively. That was aggressive. That was like, bam after bam, point after point mm-hmm. was coming for you. Oh my goodness. That was a 10 out of 10 quiz. That was a really good quiz. That was, I really love when people put the time and effort into those, like, result descriptions. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel like they care. Well, and the thing was, too, like, taking the quiz, you couldn't, some of them you could tell, like, which one it was leaning towards. But, like, again, these are sister albums. The vibes are, Mm -hmm. like, kind of, yeah, kind of really similar. And so, like, being able to, like, cheat on this quiz was not possible. No. I liked that it forced us to be honest. Honestly, it sparked good discussion, too. Mm-hmm. Sound like a teacher there, but it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to cut out us taking the quiz, obviously. But obviously. Like, <laughs> y'all, we, we, it took us like a full 10 minutes to take this quiz. Because we just kept like talking about the answers and like evaluating so ourselves good. and each other. It just made us think so much. I love when quizzes make like us think all right so that's been folk taylor yes and next time we'll be back uh Mm -hmm. and we'll talk 
a little more about Taylor Swift, we're going to talk about some, like, general things like track five, because we didn't talk about track five at all while talking about the albums, and uh, certain, like, narrative arcs that happened throughout her discography, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, favorite albums, least favorite albums. Yes. We might even do a full album ranking. Oh, yes. I have that one ready, I mm-hmm. think. I, I have to revise it. Yeah, I might be ready for that. I might not be. We'll see. We'll see. But I think we it's should try changing. it. I think we should, too. Mine's always changing, but I like going with what it is currently. Mm-hmm. I think my top three is always the same, though. Yeah. But yeah, that's what's going to happen yeah. next time. So, Alyssa, where can they find Yay. our podcast? You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you listen to your podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and subscribe because we want people to find us. You can connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at T-Squee. Or if you have some longer thoughts, go ahead and send us an email. Our email address is tandsquee at gmail.com. That's T, the letter N, squee at gmail.com. Uh, we're Gwen oh, and Alyssa. This has been Tea and Squeeze coverage of Folk Taylor. Stay hot. Stay yeah, hydrated. Stay hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> have and a hot girl summer. Yeah. <laughs> it's cancer season, bitches. Have a great hot cancer season. It is cancer season as of today, and it's also as of the day that we are recording this, the longest day of the year. It so... is. Get some sunshine if it's not Satan's asshole where you live. Yeah. Frankly, I might take a <laughs> advantage of the extended uh, sunshine. It's only 8.15. I might go jump in the pool. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I support this. <laughs> Little night swim. <laughs> Sounds like a great night. I'm going to just sit in my room and watch TV because it's been those, one of those days. We hate one of those days, but nothing makes it better than talking about Taylor Swift with your besties. Really, so. truly. Especially, like, favorite albums, respectively. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes me more happy and excited. This has been a 10 out of 10 way to spend an hour on a really Tuesday night. Would, this is the only <laughs> way I'd want to spend an hour on a Tuesday night, is talking about Taylor Swift and her beautiful albums. All right, y'all. Stay hot and hydrated, <laughs> yes. and we'll see you next time. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.